0: Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's guest is someone I've wanted to have on for so long. I have so much respect and admiration for Aoife Cullen. She is an Irish makeup artist and creator based in London. I think I first discovered her during lockdown, (laughs) the first early days of lockdown on Instagram and the first thing I noticed were her eyebrows. They were and still are very, very skinny, almost like slashes that she just uses in whichever way she sees fit to frame her amazing looks or works of art as I would definitely describe them. These looks are often inspired by the runway but also by requests and suggestions from her followers on social media Nothing is off topic for Aoife, except perhaps anything that's too traditionally pretty or beautiful. For me, she's this stunning alien type creature, and I think she'd be cool with that description after speaking with her. I finally asked Aoife to come onto the podcast because I just wanted to be nosy. I wanted to delve into how she became this inspiration. She's become such an inspiration for so many people. And the conversation didn't disappoint. In this episode, I ask Aoife about the recent backlash to former Kanye West girlfriend Julia Fox's high fashion black eye moment. If you haven't seen it, definitely check out my Instagram at beauty podcast as I shared Aoife's own version of the Julia Fox look. I love it. I think it's amazing. I don't get why people are demonizing it and criticizing it. Makeup comes off. Let me know what you think of the look though. DM me over on at Beauty Me Podcast or email me at beautymepodcast at gmail.com. I also wanted to find out how Eva got her start in the makeup industry, what it means to feel like you don't fit in and what her creative process entails. Eva's answers are honest and refreshing and I can't wait to share them with you. I hope you love it. Be sure to follow Eva on Instagram and TikTok. I'll leave links to both in the show notes. Enjoy. Tell me Eva, you open your eyes. What's the first thing you're doing?
1: I know this is really bad, but I check my phone.
0: <laughs> Everyone says I know this is really bad. I know. Bad.
1: <laughs> Come on. Everyone check my phone. Um, yeah, no, I... I I, I really try not to, like, I, especially like in lockdown and stuff, you know, you would like lie in bed on your phone for ages. And I was like, this is not good. Um, but yeah, no, I pretty much I just wake up, check my emails and check my phone. But I try not to do it for more than like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then I get myself out of bed and then I make a drink, usually sparkling water and lemon juice. Mm, sparkling. <laughs> yeah, I'm like addicted to sparkling water. And um, and then yeah, pretty much also probably not good either. I pretty much just start kind of working and brush my teeth and everything and then in about an hour after that I'll have breakfast, but I pretty much kind of start working when I wake up. So and yeah. what does work look like for you? Most of my time really goes to content creation, okay. so um when I'm when I when I work um, I'll basically check emails and edit any content that I'm going to post that day or if I'm going to be having a few days off get everything ready for the next couple of days and um, basically just planning ahead constantly
0: <laughs> so how did you because it's funny I speak to you know quite a few content creators who are also makeup artists mm-hmm. and some people really have it down to this fine art. Oh, some people are still finding their way, but others are like, batch, batch content, this, that, like, a schedule. Is that the kind of person you are? Do you have a schedule for your weeks? Or?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for quite a while now, so um, and I'm pretty, like, regimented person anyway, so I think it just kind of naturally happened. Um, yeah, I spend um, about one or two days a week where I'll just, like, bulk create for a couple of hours one or two days and then a couple of hours hours the whole day basically Um, (laughs) and then I'll spend um the next couple of days editing getting all the drafts ready and then because I post every day and basically when it comes to the time I post just hit post so everything's ready to go so I'm not doing loads every single day if you know what I mean so yeah that that works best for me I think
0: just tell me like how do you do that because like I need to do different forms of content because I'm a photographer as well as a writer and have a podcast and I want to be better at the visual content side of things Mm -hmm. like what kind of zone do you have to go in to be like today I'm creating content and do you like change your outfits like and you get all the makeup ready? Like how much planning goes into that today is a content day of like several hours?
1: Yeah, so like when I was saying about waking up in the morning and working, like i'll I'll pretty much know in advance what I'm gonna shoot that day. and then I will get that ready. And um, if I'm doing like the fashion videos, I don't know if
0: you know those. i'll I love the fashion videos. yeah, They're amazing. <laughs> like I think you inspired so many people. To do something similar. I remember oh, okay. just explaining to the listeners, Eva does these amazing, like, what she would wear if she was front row at all these different fashion shows. And they're brilliant. They're so inspired. And you won't just do one. Like, you do a few. And...
1: Yeah. They're, they're so much fun to do. Um, so, yeah, if I'm doing something like that, I'll, like, lay out the clothes and accessories and everything. And... But if it's like if it's like the easy liner or easy eye details videos um, I don't change my clothes, I pretty much just wear the same thing. So it, it really just depends. Um, I am quite like a forward planning kind of person. So, yeah, pretty much whenever like if I'm done, like one thing. I'll eat something quickly and then I'll have everything ready to go for the next if you know what I mean but then Mm -hmm. like by the end of the day my flat's just like a bomb has hit it and then I have to spend like an hour tidying up so that's a very vital part of the day as well.
0: (laughs) I just love it it's almost like you're at your own fashion shoot or something.
1: That's actually what it feels like. It's so funny. It's, it's just me, obviously, but um, you're
0: the assistant, the makeup artist, the photographer, yeah,
1: creative director, lighting. everything. Yeah. Um yeah, but I I love it. Um so much fun. It does actually feel like being on a shoot, basically, but
0: being all the all the roles. <laughs> you should I think you should try try and show that one day, <laughs> like all yeah. the different roles. Yeah, well,
1: actually we were um when we were deciding what to do for the newness, um uh stream uh one of the options was um to show how I create content and stuff and it is something that we're thinking about doing in future and um, because I think I would love to I love to see how other people shoot oh. their content I think it's just even if it wouldn't work for you it's really interesting to see I think mm-hmm. and so yeah it's getting the logistics of like how you would show
0: start yeah. to finish process newness is that yeah, yeah. Unit yeah. is the challenging part. If it was just on your stories, then you can kind of yeah pick up the phone and stuff. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, so yeah, I, I love that kind of thing. I'm like you, I love seeing people's morning routine and their all those little boring things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all the little tiny bits. But um, yeah. do you listen to music when you're creating content?
1: Yeah, I it's funny. I either like if I have loads to do that day, I'll listen to music. But if I'm if I don't have loads to do, I usually watch like a documentary. And the reason I watch that on a day when I don't have as much to do is because it slows me down, and I'll like stop and watch it and like rewind and you know actually watch it at the same time as that I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's music, I can just go 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 go. So it depends depends how much I need to do. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I feel like before we go into the history of your beauty routines and stuff I have to ask you what do you use on your skin because I do feel that as alongside your makeup and your slim eyebrows which I love I feel like your skin is also a key factor um I think recently you did share something about your your actual base Mm -hmm. so what are you using right now in your like morning skincare routine or are are you a nighttime person
1: Well, the thing is, my skincare is very, very simple. So um, I went through a period, I think it was around like the Mm -hmm. pandemic start. um, My skin got really um, like acne prone um, Mm -hmm. and it was really like inflamed and really sore. And I'd never really properly struggled with that, like through my teens or anything. And you know, now I'm in my 20s, it kind of just popped up out of nowhere, and I was really like, you know, taken by it. So Mm -hmm. I basically completely simplified my skincare. I think I was using too too much, or maybe the wrong things, or things that were Mm -hmm. too strong, or just basically damaged my skin, I think. Um, and obviously masks and everything as well, I think affected that. So yeah, my skincare is really simple now in the mornings. I basically just um, use like a skin purifier. Um, it's like, um, it's by, I can't remember the brand.
0: Pure so something. Do they call it a skin purifier then? Yeah, it's
1: actually called skin purifier. And it's basically, it's got like these seven ingredients. Um, it's all natural. There's no alcohol or anything in it. Um, and it basically just protects your skin from like the environment, from hormonal breakouts, everything like that. Um, So I basically just spray that and then put um, Walida skin food on my, as my moisturizer. I wish I could
0: do that. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: It's it's, it's a a risky one. Um, And if I'm going out, I'll wear SPF, obviously, but it's really bad some days. If I'm working all day, I don't even go out. Maybe I'll go to the shop in the evening, but it's dark by then, so... Um, yeah, and then in the evening, um, I cleanse. I kind of swap around with cleansers. Um, at the minute, I'm using a black tea um, cleanser, which is really nice. And then, again, the skin purifier, um, retinol here and there, and then the skin food again. So
0: really, really simple, but okay. it's working, I think. <laughs> yeah, like I can, the skin food glow, I completely get it it's just um I think I should try the light one you know I'm already prone to oily areas yeah. but yeah. anyone that says they use it it's like you know people like you or Katie Jane Hughes you always yeah. have a glow underneath your makeup so Do you I have a
1: glow it. though it's really nice it's oil think- <laughs> my face. yeah but you get it for free that's the thing like I'm <laughs> putting it on deliberately my skin's I would say like normal to dry so when mm. there's nothing on it it's quite flat so
0: I want to look oily <laughs> mm. <laughs> but I know what you mean because I feel like oil shine when you're in makeup it's about creating like a three you know your face is 3D but makeup yeah. can sometimes make it flat
1: yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah definitely, definitely. tell
0: me like you create some truly like magical looks like you're so prolific where did can you tell me like the first time you even knew that beauty was a thing like? All those years ago, what was it?
1: Um, I was first introduced to makeup, um, I think, properly, um, one Christmas when I was 14. Um, I got a Bobby Brown book from, yeah, I got it, I actually got it twice that year, which was really funny one from my uncle and one from my parents. And I read this book, like cover to cover, religiously for years. So half of the book is about doing makeup on yourself and how to, you know, wear makeup to still look like yourself and da-da-da. And then the other half of the book is about being a makeup artist and what that looks like and everything. And I was just, like, enthralled by this makeup and the makeup world. And so I kind of just um, continued to explore that and yeah that's that's pretty much how I think I got into makeup properly
0: but there must have been a reason that two people bought you that book was there something in you when you're younger you play for with makeup or clothes um,
1: I think I can't remember if it was before or after I think it was before
0: just before
1: um I got the book that Christmas um uh, by the way, I think my uncle just got it for me because I was like fourteen, and he like,
0: and you a girl, <laughs> and I'm a girl,
1: so <laughs> get her a book about makeup, um. But yeah, no, I think um, my mom's seen me starting to pick up like, not just like oh I'm getting older and I want to wear makeup. I think she started to see me being a bit more interested in it as a job, um, and I remember. When I was about thirteen or fourteen, I remember going into Boots one day, and I got three things from um Collection. I'm not sure if oh. it's called
0: Collection or Collection. It used 2000. to be Collection Two Thousand back in the day, and yeah, then they Collection the 2000, 2000
1: Yeah, yeah, because I see it the other day in Boots, and I was like, I thought that was called Collection Two Thousand. <laughs> but um yeah, I bought like a foundation. It was more like a tinted moisturiser, looking back now, and and this like pale green shimmery eyeshadow and like a little tube of pink lip gloss and which is pretty much what I would probably wear now anyway. <laughs> um, I think she's saying that I was interested in it almost from a more like creative artistic aspect as opposed to just I'm getting older, I want to wear makeup kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the book came and then that was it. And it was just like opened a rabbit hole for me basically.
0: And can you remember... Like any of your first looks like that you would kind of show to friends or at school?
1: I actually don't I didn't really wear, oh actually no, I do have two memories now that I think about it. I think I've like repressed them. Um, and <laughs> I I remember one day I I can't believe this, like wore um it was when everyone's everyone started to like fill in their eyebrows. So okay. before eyebrows like weren't a thing and then everyone started to fill them in. Um And obviously, like, I have really dark hair, so I would use a darker color. But um, for some reason, one day I decided to fill it in with, like, a dark, almost black purple. Wow. For my eyebrows. And looking back, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But at the time, it just, it didn't go well. And I remember one day, like, we were, the day I did that, we were standing outside, like, our forum class going to school and one of the girls like pointed it out like really loudly and everyone was laughing and I was like oh it was an accident it wasn't (sighs) and um I just remember being like I'm never doing that again um (laughs) I was like really shy so Mm. everyone was like laughing at me and I was like this is I would actually rather be swallowed up right now um so that was that And then I think a few years later, um, coming towards the end of my school year, so I was about 17, 18, um, we weren't allowed to wear makeup at all at school. And I would wear, I used to always wear this, um, like, coral lipstick. And it it was a Bobby Brown one as well, actually. I got it for Christmas that same year I had the book. So I'd had this lipstick for years and they don't make it anymore which is so sad but um I would wear this lipstick all the time and I just started wearing it as like a tint you know like a little bit of color and then eventually just w- wore like full red lipstick yeah. to school can't believe I did that Um <laughs> I used to get in trouble for it all the time but I would put it on straight away again because I just was so fun like it just felt so fun to me so I think that's probably the very first memories I have of being like creative with makeup in a way and yeah which I haven't thought about those memories in years
0: (laughs) well I feel like you need to bring the purple eyebrows back
1: I know I was just thinking about that when I was telling that I was like that's
0: actually a really good idea for a look do it before the episode goes out so I can share it just because it's like you bullies you know this is my yeah. purple eyebrows now yeah I was ahead yeah. of my time <laughs> yeah exactly like I was on something there <laughs> and even applying lipstick as like a little bit of a tint you know that's yeah. something that everybody does right now it's like yeah you can wear your makeup in so many different ways but did yeah. you take um a traditional route into the makeup industry from there then Because so obviously your main thing now is content as you said but yeah was it school uni or school beauty school or
1: yeah so when I was 14 I had decided then and there that I wanted to pursue makeup and there was no change in my mind at all and um, the school that I went to was quite it's quite like a strict um was it a catholic school yeah it was a catholic school yeah and it was um it was quite a good school it was a grammar school and it was you know the route that you take is academic no discussion that was it and i was academic and you know i loved my time at school and i loved um my a level subjects and everything and i did really well in them and you know i did really well but it still wasn't what i wanted to do yet you know maybe down the line but at that time it was absolutely not an option and i remember being in school and being told You need to apply to university, even as a backup. You need to go or you need to you need to apply and you need to get accepted. Um, And it just I just remember like being so upset because it just wasn't what I wanted to do at all. And, you know, I just thought, well, I'm going to be in debt i'm gonna have
0: yeah they don't tell you that part
1: (laughs) yeah exactly and they i remember specifically being in the vice principal's office and because it was a whole big drama that i wouldn't apply for university um and he said apply as a backup i said nine grand a year debt is not backup you know three four years of time out of my you know early 20s is not backup and um i did apply and I got accepted to every single university and I went that day I got my results and I said I'm still not going (laughs) and I didn't and um so yeah my mom was really um really behind me um doing what I wanted to do and everything And it was funny because she was actually like a senior teacher in my school at the time and she was really really all for me you know doing what I wanted to do and she said But because it wasn't really like a um, traditional career route, um, I think for her sake, for her like sense of security, I think she wanted me to pursue it in like on a course or something. So um, she found a really good course for me. And I, I did go and study for a year in a college in Dublin. And it was amazing. It was such an amazing year. I made a friend for life that year and... Um, it was a great experience but i had learned so much myself by the time i got there I, it was basically you know i don't want to say useless because it wasn't useless mm. but you know i wasn't you know like,
0: with,
1: yeah i wasn't starting from from nothing so it, i i think i would say i'm mostly self-taught um mm. so yeah after i did that year then i um moved to England and I the one thing that that I did learn in college was um get get a job like on a beauty counter in retail for a makeup brand for a couple of years because you will learn so much and I did I did I did get a job um and I actually worked for Bobby Brown uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. It so funny. Um, it was so funny because I was actually working in New Look at the time, and I was because I'd worked there when I was at school, and then when I moved to England, they just transferred me. And um, yeah, I was talking to this customer one day, and um, we just got talking, and um, I seen she had a Bobby Brown Pro card in her wallet. <gasps> And I was like, nice oh, nice discount.
0: God.
1: <laughs> Bobby it. And she said, yeah, I'm actually a manager of one of the counters um, here in, in the city that I was living. And um, I'd, I'd love to, you know, give you a job or whatever. So eventually I, I went in for an interview, got the job. And then yeah, I actually worked for Bobby Brown for six years. No. Oh so, yeah, um, I worked in, like, loads of different places. Um, I was a manager. I was loads of different levels. Um, and it was true. I learned so much. And that would be my biggest piece of advice to anyone who wants to be a makeup artist is spend some time in retail because the experience is unmatched. It's just because you see so many people
0: like yeah. that. skin types
1: skin tones yeah. ages yeah and it's the best way to learn I think
0: I think so too because um, we always have whenever I do have a makeup, makeup artist on we often have a discussion about you must be able to cater to literally any face yeah. otherwise you, you can't afford to call yourself a makeup artist like you need no. to do that work you need to be able to match anybody's foundation yeah. 100. So that everybody feels seen when you're on set, you know.
1: Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. I, I totally agree. I don't think you can call yourself a makeup artist if you can't, you know, confidently work on all skin tones. And I remember working with a few girls over the years, um, you know, because so I was, I did work in so many different locations, you know, people would, you know, tell me that they're not confident to do to work on, on darker skin tones or, whatever. And I was just like, I really don't think, you, you know, I really don't think you should be here. I don't think that's fair. That's not fair to a customer. Um yeah, it's not fair to a customer because, you know, everyone, everyone should be given the same level of, you know, care and respect and service. So yeah, it's one thing I definitely noticed a lot throughout my time there. And yeah, it's just so much to learn from serving your time in retail. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I always notice with you, or the thing that I notice the most, is your eyes. Like, you really have fun with eyes. And I loved how when you did um, a newness live, which is, um, how do you describe newness? Like, it's like an online visual community, isn't it? Where you create yeah, videos. Yeah, like,
1: it's kind of like, yeah, for your... I don't
0: want to it's say different phone. to Instagram. Yeah. It's different to Instagram. It's like, people More can like watch a- you creating a look yeah yeah and talk to you and talk to each other while you're doing it and um I loved how you said you know you're not obsessed with like things being exactly well the look that you created it didn't need to be each eye doesn't have to be exactly the same and yeah I feel like eyes are just your thing is that where do you find inspiration for all these different looks because sometimes I look at you and it's like I wonder if she's into history or you know, Egyptian art or like all these different looks that you create, like where, so obviously you've done the retail side, but where does your inspiration come from?
1: Yeah, I think the retail side um, gave me a lot of experience to be, you know, a makeup artist, you know, to work on all skin tones and everything, but definitely not in the creative aspect
0: I was thinking I was like it's not a very Bobby Brown look yeah (laughs) yeah
1: not I mean I owe them a lot in terms of you know what I learned about skin and everything great brand to work with in that sense but um creatively not at all um a huge inspiration for my work as a base in general is runway and high fashion so a lot of the times especially when i'm doing like the fashion looks and stuff a lot of the time i actually imagine myself being backstage and actually doing makeup so you know that um that idea of it being quick effective statement um, and and not perfect and um, because it's not when you look at you know makeup that's done backstage it's not a technically perfect look it's supposed to look it's supposed to say something and mm-hmm. I think that's every time I sit down to do makeup that's always what I have in the back of my head um and then I suppose I suppose further on from that it would be um like actual um abstract art so when I do those like you know kind of like the newness one those abstract looks are um I'm imagining like actually doing a painting. And if you think of an abstract painting, you know, there's just lines and dots and circles and mm. splashes of colour here and there. And I kind of just take that and just put it onto my eyes, essentially. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say mainly runway fashion editorial looks slash abstract paintings. <laughs> Pretty um,
0: Julia Fox. Julia, Julia Fox is, yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved how simple, you know, Julia Fox. Everyone's been, you know, well, a lot of people are talking about Kanye West and his new girlfriend, and how she went out with this extremely black look on her eyes, and you created a reel, and you made it look like so easy. Like, okay, you just need, you know, a a thick black pencil. Was it like a, almost like a crayon? Yeah. Kind of glided on and you yeah. made it look so easy. And yeah. I think that's the amazing thing about social media. Like you, people like you can teach people like me, like it's not you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like you don't have to be the the pro makeup artist at home if you want to try something different.
1: Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like the reason I recreated that look was because I seen the reaction it got and the reaction of people didn't annoy me but it was just like mm. you know, people have such a rigid perspective of makeup and it's like there is a whole world of you know up of yeah. of ideas and and creativity that is just there and you know so many people were like oh she looks ugly she looks old this 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 and like makeup isn't always supposed to make you look beautiful why do we have to always try and make ourselves look more beautiful mm. why can we not you know embrace our creative side embrace you know tap into your weirdness like it doesn't yeah. it's not always about being more beautiful and you know I thought it was funny as well because so many people you know were making fun of this look and whatever whatever and I thought but why do you follow me then because that's exactly what I do you know the, the some people just like to
0: watch and criticize yeah, I think also, that's like, the you thing. Know,
1: there's more there's a more interesting narrative to be had about that look and about her wearing that look and you know the whole the whole like vibe around that look of it being you know um, simple but such a statement and so effective and you know being something that people are talking about is my
0: whole it's my whole thing so (laughs) I hate you it's like when people are saying it's ugly and I'm just like so even if it is it it comes off like what is the big deal and it's like I love that you said that because one of my other favorite makeup artists is Issa French and she is not you know she's gorgeous but then she'll post a picture with like prosthetic teeth and or tarantula on her face like today yeah, we're, you're not in the business of making everybody else happy with pretty images all the time. Yeah, you know? like
1: I know you that but I got, um, especially on TikTok, and um, there was just I don't know if it just reached the wrong side of TikTok or something, but a lot of the comments were, you know, about like about that, like this is not attractive. Why would you do this? This is ugly. And it's like I don't care. I really like my purpose in life isn't to be attractive. Not
0: you know, for
1: you. you know, and it just, I just. It's I thought it opened up a really um interesting conversation so mm. I was like yeah I have to I have to do that look because it's a sick look.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Like I would love to try that. Like what's the big deal? Is it just that you know you mention TikTok and everyone assumes everyone on TikTok is really really young and really like accepting but for no. me it's just rooted in the age old women in particular are meant to look attractive like Otherwise, what are you doing? You know, yeah. whether you're at work, whether you've got kids, whether you're busy, whether you're not, whether you're creative, your your one of your roles is meant to be looking attractive to others.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I know I felt that so much. And like especially like the comments, just one after the other, were like, you know, about how ugly she looked or about how old. What's wrong with looking old? What's wrong? Everyone's with looking gonna old? get old. Who cares? <laughs> it really really does not matter and I don't want to look beautiful all the time because there's so much more to me than looking beautiful you know my creativity and my artistic flair is more important to me than looking beautiful and you know maybe it's same to Julia Fox I don't know her at all but maybe the same to her there's more to offer than just how you look
0: so well I love um you know Rick Owens is it his partner or yeah. wife partner? Michelle Michelle Lamy, you know, that's going to be has that's going to be me. <laughs> More tattoos, wrinkles, all the black liner. I mean, I did say yeah. somebody had posted about Julia Fox, and I said Michelle Lamy's been doing this for ages. Yeah, she so has been true. Doing this. so true. It's not new, and that's also another thing about makeup. Nothing is new. It's just yeah. reinterpretation. It's playing yeah. around. Yeah, and you know, I don't know how old Michelle is. It, it's obvious that she's not twenty. You know, she's got years yeah. of experience in her face. She wears like gold teeth. She has tattoos. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. She looks amazing. Like, she looks absolutely amazing. And I would love to look even half of how she looks. That was the other thing. Um. Oh, wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, about people saying like, oh you're such a sheep for doing this, for, for recreating the look.
0: Oh, and, because everybody's doing it. Are they
1: kidding? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, people, oh, please oh, don't tell no. me. People are going to start doing this. I'm like, people have been doing this since, like, the dawn of time. Exactly.
0: Like Even men, like, like, in back, back, back in the day would highlight yeah. their eyes like that. And also, by the way, who's the sheep? Someone following Julia Fox or somebody doing Kim Kardashian's makeup? I mean, come on. Yeah
1: exactly like it was just like such a weird thing I'm like you know people wear this kind of look all the time you know it's it's been in it's been on the runways for years in magazines for years coughs mm. yeah it's been everywhere it's not you it's not you <laughs> it's a it's a very <laughs> like classic editorial look but yeah
0: mm. interesting so, it's so interesting and I think we need to talk more about what is beauty it's like I even have I've developed a kind of I'm never sure about asking one of my questions which is when do you feel you're most beautiful because I'm like is that really the be all and end all and I I tried to reshape it to just be like when do you feel the most you because I think that's more important like you just said it's not just about looking beautiful I want to show my creative side and yeah um And it's like beautiful to who I feel like beautiful is kind of it's almost becoming an archaic word, actually, like that maybe you'd used to refer to as a a painting, you know, like.
1: Yeah, hundreds of Years
0: old. Um, And that's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of is like, well, what's your perception of beauty? You know, I think a lot of people I think a lot of people think, you know, what what you think is beautiful might not be the same as somebody else. But Mm. I feel the most me and therefore I feel the most beautiful when I am wearing these weird looks, when I, when I'm not, you know, it's funny because when I wear, I mean, I haven't in a long time, but like, you know, like a a traditional Mm -hmm. glam or smoky eye, traditional beauty look, I don't feel like myself at all. And I feel uncomfortable because I don't feel like myself. So I definitely don't feel beautiful. So, yeah, definitely, even when I was wearing the Julia Fox look, I felt like, I was like, I look sick. Like, when I wear those weird looks, I'm like, oh, my God, I I feel beautiful. And I think it's because I'm embracing my, you know, who I really am and what I like. And I think that just makes me feel, like, more connected to myself, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I feel like, don't you have the word alien in your Instagram bio? Am I imagining that? I think I used to. Oh, maybe you changed it then, but I do feel like I think I almost, had an
1: alien um emotion. Oh,
0: the little emoji. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> a beautiful alien. Like you've got this expressive side. Like, why would you hide that just to fit in? Um, I yeah. feel for like younger people that are just like, I have to look like this. Even with Euphoria, you know, I did a big euphoria episode, and hmm. I love how Donnie Davies celebrates characters and characterization through makeup. Yeah. But there's also another side to that where everybody, a lot of people, are like I have to do euphoria makeup now, and I have to do it this way, and I have to be able to put rhinestones on, and I have to,
1: yeah,
0: have glowing skin, and it's yeah. like there's so much fun to be had, but also in showing like yourself, and yeah. there is nothing wrong with who you are.
1: Yeah, I think definitely, um, you know, when I was younger, you know, there what I was, you know, not as sure of who I was as I am now and there was definitely um like if you know if you look way back down through my um pages you know you'll see that I'm not doing what I'm doing now because I don't think I really knew who I was and I, I wasn't I don't think I was brave enough yet to be who I was and um you know I think that is one of those things that comes with age So I definitely, you know, if I do see a younger person, you know, really embracing who they are, you know, if that is who they are, you know, I'm like, not jealous, but I'm like, God, I wish I could have, wish I had that confidence when I was younger, you know, but it definitely, you know, you can't really think like like that. But um, I think it is definitely one of those things that comes with age. But when it does happen, you're like, yeah, this is who I am. (laughs) This Mm. is my am world.
0: So do you can you remember anything about when you started to feel more like you then? Um were I'd you at say, a particular place in your life? Like had you left the the day job or
1: yeah, I did. So I um I think you know I've I've always done, you know, um, you know, weirder things or been a bit more, you know, outside of the box. But definitely um when we um First went into lockdown, so i was I was still working in retail and um, first went into lockdown, and obviously all I was doing every day was was looks and I was just you know i f- I felt like I was just almost like thrusted into you know embracing who I was because that was that was all I had around me. I was back in my parents' house in the middle of nowhere, and you know, I had nothing else to do, obviously and I just started to really have fun with it. And I almost just like, only way I can describe it is I felt like I had just like taken off these like shackles of these like expectations from my, you know, the company that I worked for and, you know, the, the pressure of Instagram and TikTok and what everyone else was doing. I just blocked it out and, you know, kind of just felt like I was in a place to be
0: me. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I can't believe you're telling me that it was a pandemic related thing because you just you just you just look like this is this is what you've been doing all your life. I
1: have like it's always been in me, but I never put it across the way that I am Mm. now. So it's always been my, you know, fashion and, you know, editorial makeup is how I first fell in love with makeup when I was 14. So it's Mm. always been in there. I just didn't know how to get it across and I don't think I had the confidence to do it as much on the scale that I am now so I think
0: I think I just finally let it out. So does that mean then if we hadn't had the pandemic oh things would be so different but does that mean you wouldn't be where you are now do you think creatively?
1: Um, I don't. I don't think. I. I wouldn't like to think that, but who knows? I mean, I was um coming to a place um where before the pandemic I was getting ready to leave the job, anyways, and ready to go fully, you know, full time with the content creation. So I think it would have happened anyway. Um, I think I was, you know, I was going towards that. Um, so I mean, who knows? who knows, you know, one, one thing that, you know, one good thing that I can take away from the pandemic is it did force me to, you know, leave the job. I mean, there was nothing wrong with the job. I just, you know, I felt like it was holding me back quite a lot and I had been doing social media, you know, for a while. And so I was um, part, part time and then, you know, eventually I was working towards leaving. So, I kind of just yeah got to a place where I was going to be ready to leave and then I think then I would have fully you know embraced that.
0: Do you also think that um, because since the pandemic started I kind of like did some interviews that were more pandemic focused like just checking in with people like how they were doing because I felt Mm -hmm. like it could be a bit of a roller coaster. Do you feel that makeup helped you get through it just that commitment? Yeah oh my god a
1: million percent I don't know what else I would have done? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I I loved being able to create um, in the way that I had wanted to for so long, and you know, it was fully my focus then. You know, there was there was obviously so much, you know, negative to come out of the pandemic, but it did it it did make me happy to do that every day, and it did give me such a good focus. So I, I don't know what I would have done without doing that.
0: And what do you, what's your kind of goal for the future? Is content creation what you want to keep doing and exploring or, you know, would you rather be backstage at the fashion weeks? So obviously they're going to be kicking yeah. back in soon. What's your vision for the future of yeah. your makeup?
1: Um, I mean, who knows? I mean, I never expected to, you know, a content creator when I first fell in love with makeup but here I am and I think you know I I still want to you know keep going with content creation I still want to keep going with you know shoots and fashion weeks and things like that Um, and it's you know I want to pursue both equally um, but I think my real passion will always be with um, you know being a makeup artist and being backstage and being on set and stuff and I love and you know, yeah, both. I'm very, very happy to do. So who knows? Who knows what the
0: future holds? Okay, final question: If there's anybody whose makeup you could do tomorrow, like anybody in the world, who would you pick?
1: Um, Billie Eilish.
0: Wow. Yeah. Do you have an idea of what you would do?
1: Um, I would probably just do like. I, th- I feel like she would really her look and everything would look really good with um like my style if I did like you know like weird abstract stuff I just think that would look really good on her and I think it would work really well with like her whole brand so yeah I would love that she's the first person that comes to mind anyway.
0: I hope you loved my chat with Aoife as much as I did be sure to let her know what you think over on social and feel free to get in touch with me at Podcast i'd love to know your thoughts on the comments that we made especially when we talked about you know the word beautiful kind of being a word that perhaps we don't need as much anymore i did do a poll on instagram and it kind of evened out i think about 57 percent of people said we don't need to use the word beautiful anymore and the rest said you know i like it it's a compliment let me know what you think as always, it would be great if you could show support for the podcast by leaving a review or a rating anywhere you'd like to listen. And check out my newsletter at beautymenotes.substack.com. See you next time.